0: 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon to one each week from noon till one Australian Eastern Standard Time. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that the land was stolen and never ceded. And acknowledge any Aboriginal and/or Torres Strait Islander listeners tuning in from wherever you may be on this continent. It is your continent. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the program. You can email out of the pan eight five five at gmail.com, SMS 61456 SMS six one four five six seven five one two one five. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for the posts on Facebook at my page, Sally Goldner, and out of the pan, 3CR 855 AM, Melbourne. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine environment news as they do every Sunday from 11.30 till noon. A reminder that any opinions expressed on the program are my own personal ones and not necessarily connected to any organisation with which I'm involved. And always remember that you can get in touch with QLife, including Switchboard on one 184 527 if anything is triggering, or for family violence issues, 1-800-542-8474, um, with respect. But I don't um, believe that there is going to be anything triggering on this show today because, yay, it's pan-visibility day to start off with, and I'll have some um, snippets, love that word, from various people around the multigender attracted community on what the day might mean to them, but couldn't think of anything more appropriate than to do. We often find that the multi-gender attracted, including bi and pan communities, are not represented um, in research and specifically on the issues that face the community in question. Well, I have someone on the show today who's going to address that imbalance um, through the work um, that will be done and it is my pleasure to welcome Rebecca Abbott to Out of the Pan. Rebecca, good to have you with us. Thanks, Sally. It's good to be here. And as we do, I use the pronouns she, her to um, identify a part, a very important part of my gender. If it's okay, can I check in with which pronouns you use, if any? She, her as well. Yep. Thank you for clarifying that. Very important that we respect people's gender identity and validate also any aspect of their sexual and romantic orientation as well. And, well, that's what a lead in there, because we often find that multi-gender attracted people and their experiences are not validated. And you're doing a piece of research that in a way looks at that. Tell us, give us an overview first up, perhaps, of the research that you're doing.
1: Uh, yeah, so I'm doing some research on bi-plus um, folk uh, and particularly looking at minority stress um, and how that might affect mental health of bi-plus folk. Um, and I'm hoping to extend that into um, mental health um, professions um, and sort of canvassing um, mental health professionals' uh, views. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, fears might not be the right word, attitudes towards bisexuality in treatment and how that might be affected by their their own personal attitudes?
0: Yeah, which, well, <laughs> the anecdotal evidence is clearly there amongst Bi-Plus people that, you know, we get some of those stereotypes sadly at times from mental health professionals, you know, oh, you, you can't be monogamous and, you know, when are you making up your mind and all those things that we often get. Um and that sort of leads to something that I wanted to ask you: Was there a particular light bulb moment that said, "I want to do this piece of research"? Was there something that, in your, for you as a person, including as a re- someone doing research, that said, "Oh, let's do this"?
1: Well, um, yes. That I actually went to a conference um, called. Uh, for, uh, sorry, I can't speak today. That's <laughs> <I went> <laughs> I went to a conference um, run by the International Academy of Sex Researchers mm-hmm. and went to a plenary about um, it was a, an intervention for bisexual people. And I just learned about the discrimination and prejudice and, and the start of the stereotypes that bisexual people face. And as a cis het person, I um, wasn't aware of it, although now... Mm. Now, I'm, I'm, it's a bit different. <laughs> I might be questioning now, but <laughs> mm. um, but yes. And uh, particularly the thing that shocked me was the discrimination from within the LGBTIQA plus community and outside of it. And I was just, I, was, I thought something needs to be done about this. I need to research this.
2: Well, look,
0: I think you've hit something perfectly valid there to start with. We all don't know what we don't know, and maybe that can sometimes not in your case here, go to unconscious bias. But if someone says, I didn't know what I didn't know and now I want to do something, um, that to me is awesome allyship. Well, I'll I'll say allyship for the moment, given what you've just said, (laughs) but often it can, you know, know, meeting people and seeing, I imagine there were, I'm not sure if there were by people presenting at that IASR um, plenary, um, or people in the room, but I imagine um, perhaps seeing their reactions or listening to them, that sort of thing if it was in person or even if it was online, I suppose would have perhaps made you have a think about things in yourself too, yeah
1: yeah, yeah, definitely the more the more I'm researching it and reading about um my experiences, I'm like oh you know this this resonates
0: <laughs> it can be an awakening, just you know it just shows yet again the importance of connection and visibility for um, groups in our community who may have faced marginalisation or, um, you know, um, that sort of thing. And it is really important that we do that. So, I, I must admit, I didn't know um, about that, that conference. Um, I, the Let me just get that again. The International Association? Academy. Academy, yeah. Oh. of sexual sexuality research, was it? I'm trying to
3: multitask.
0: Multitasking by people of any gender going on, listeners of all genders. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I should have stuck with IASR. Yeah, it's definitely IASR. (laughs) Yep. Live radio, um, really, truly, (laughs) except it might be pre-recorded in this time. You never heard that, people before, <laughs> Um Yeah, International
1: yeah. Academy of Sex Research. Sex
0: Research, yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, that's, I don't know, there's some, um, it's great that they were doing it. That's the main thing, you know, maybe um, someone heard about them and got it in there, which is really cool. So, you know, you've, ha- you've heard about some of the issues and, um, you know, you've now got this piece out there So that leads to something in itself. Um, Whilst obviously, as a researcher, you're wanting to keep objective and open-minded. The thing is, you know, and you've mentioned some of the issues that you heard about. Are there any, you know, broad aims of your piece of research that you're aiming to achieve?
1: I I really want to reduce the bio invisibility within academia as well. We see that a lot of um, bio research is. uh, collated with LGBT research in general, which really um, excludes the, the unique um, experiences of bisexual people. So we really need to, I really want to get that research out there and, and have a bit more representation of what it is actually like for bi folk.
0: You've hit a really good point there, that, you know, if we just assume anything, and I'll you yeah, big air quotes here, uh, non-heterosexual you know, suffers you know the same and equal am- sorts of and equal amounts of, ex- ex- you know, or both positives, negatives, and any non-binary things in between. Then we're probably doing certainly we're doing the bike by plus community a disservice. But I, I must admit, I only did one unit of stats as part of my commerce degree at uni. But I do remember that I think that would then distort probably the results for gay and lesbian. Um, and in a way, too, would that be right?
1: Yeah, some researchers have said that it actually um, conflates the data, like makes it bigger um, for LGBT um, research in general when they're when they're combined. Because what research has shown is bisexuals actually fare um, worse than yeah. um, lesbian women and gay men. So uh, we really want to hone in on to why that's the case and and what might be contributing to that.
0: Yep. And, well, I'll do a teaser, not a spoiler, having um, doing, done my research for this interview by doing the survey. Um, <laughs> there's there's one thing I did pick up on research, do research, um, that, you know, the, the survey, I'll just say, makes, you know, is quite clear about asking that. And, you know, I think it's something that hasn't been drilled into enough for the buy community, but, you know, I obviously can't ignore another part of myself as someone who comes under the trans and gender diverse umbrella um, that's often been the case as well so it is really you know it's got to be it's we've got to talk about it we've got to get this out from under a rock so to speak and we'll be able to um, do that with your research the thing is today is also pan visibility day um, which is you know why I wanted to have you on and thank you by the way for coming on at relatively short notice um, um, as it turned out. Um
4: Johnny is a guy who can't make up his mind Who says I like it both ways. Johnny's world is inside out, is that everything she's he's insane Ways. <laughs> Getting a love we find within a schizophrenic mind because he likes it both ways. <laughs>
2: you will be familiar with 3CR's annual Radiothon fundraiser. It's when you, our listeners, literally keep the station going with your generous donations.
4: It's a vibrant and busy time each June at the station and an all-in effort from our volunteers, staff and supporters. But in 2020, under the COVID-19 restrictions, we need to do things a little bit differently.
2: So stay tuned for our June Station Appeal. It'll be online, on point, and be asking those of you who can to make a donation to keep 3CR alive.
4: 3CR, your station in struggle and solidarity.
0: Know, sort of, will the survey be asking about the positives of being bi plus slash multi gender attracted, etc.?
1: Yes. So, um, there is not much in the quantitative space, which is the surveys and things like that, in terms of um, positive identity. But I've included some qualitative questions, which I'm hoping will give me some insight of um, the positive aspects of identifying as bisexual plus. Uh, within the community, and hopefully also um, uh, exposure with the not exposure connection with the community in general as well. So there's some of the positive aspects.
0: Well, this is this thing. is the thing, you know. You know, what you know, connection is just such a critical factor for all sorts of people. But when you own know, a community that is marginalised, and I'm going to say underline forty-eight font appears to be in the minority. Um, you know, that which we know the research isn't. I'm thinking in particular of the YouGov survey in the UK, which found that I think it was 25% of 18 to 25-year-olds surveyed identified as bi plus, 25% as gay, lesbian and 50% heterosexual. It just shows how often bi people have been underrepresented from the reality, and it makes me wonder where all the um, sort of middle and senior cohort bi people as well, um, that's an issue, but also it means, you know, we have the issue that people might, whatever label they use, their deep inside, their innate um, feeling, if there was no stigma, might be very different to the apparent meaning of that label. So could we, you know, let's go further on that in terms of attracting um, generally, but also in terms of the people who um, you're wanting to respond to your research yeah, you know, that sense of um, people perhaps you know feeling they have to closet their true selves. I suppose.
1: We oh oh so um, people who aren't um, identifying.
0: Yeah, as so someone bisexual, might like, use least, the
1: hopefully.
0: word. Yeah, someone might use the word gay or lesbian or heterosexual. Mm-hmm. So let's say someone doesn't want to be out at work and says, "I'm you know the label I use is heterosexual," and then you know in a very safe moment they tell someone. But I really have attraction to more than one gender, or they could be, you know, they could go to, say, a gay, a so-called LGBTI club or organisation and say gay or lesbian because they're worried about biphobia there. You know, this survey therefore, you know, can reach those people as well, and for those people are very welcome to um, to do the survey.
1: Oh, absolutely! I would love to hear from those people. Um, yeah. That would be absolutely really interesting to find out. As a researcher, interesting, of course, um, to, to hear from those people as well. It's just um, a bit hard to know how to advertise and, and get um, people who aren't openly um, bisexual as well. So if you have any pointers on that, be happy to hear it.
0: Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Dare I, there's got to be a pun on a day and an interview like this, dare I declare bias, but I would love to get all those people um, to connect and be truly themselves, um, but I think that's but by nine bias uh, for sure, um, because, you know, we all know that it's when you can and it is safe mentally and physically to do so, it's much easier to be your authentic self in things like sexual and romantic orientation and gender identity and expression, so... We can find a way. Maybe this survey will do that for people. It will give people um, a sense of hope just that um, we get people who, um, you know, respond um, and include their experiences in there and sometimes we don't have the answers. So it could be that this piece of research comes up with some of those answers as to how we can reach those who are, you know, perhaps totally understandably not able to be as authentic as they might like. There's hope there
1: yeah, um, that would be an ultimate goal of mine. I, I really hope that that's what comes out of this research as well.
0: Yeah. Now, sometimes people say, "Oh, I'd like to participate in research or um, do a survey or something," but they might feel, you know, there could be some sort of blockage. Let's go through them just so they're really expressly out there. You know, blockages like people are worried about confidentiality or how much time it would take or anything else. Let's just make sure we've knocked those over um, to be
1: um, so it's clear. Yep. So uh, the survey takes about 20 to 30 minutes, depending mm-hmm. how long you're reading it and how thoroughly you're reading it, maybe a bit more than 30, maybe more towards the 30 minutes if you haven't seen the questions before. Um, and it's absolutely anonymous. So any data that's collected within the survey is anonymous. I don't know who you are. Uh, my team doesn't know who you are. And there's a way we can find that out. The only thing is, is that we do have a raffle, um, a prize draw at the end, but that's actually separate to the data. So it's taken to another page where you input your information and only I will have access to that for the raffle.
0: Yeah. Uh, Having done that, there's definitely that sort of, at the end, we'll say a a fork in the road where you can just say, no, don't want to be in the raffle and you'll never have any data collected. But then if you do, and you get the chance of winning a fifty dollars prize, which is always good. If you're like a game show host, you could get a fifty dollars prize. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's a really good thing as well. Um, you know, because I think it does take time. And also, um, one thing that we should mention is that prior at the start of the survey, you've listed various contact points if anything is upsetting/slash um, triggering that you know com- that sort of stuff. Um, so, you've, I think, I just can't remember them off the top of my head which ones you listed, but I'm pretty sure QLife was there.
1: Yes, so um, QLife, Switchboard, um, the National Suicide Callback Service, um, are some of the services that I've listed there, as well as Lifeline and local. Um, mental health networks that might be available to you. That's at the start and at the end of the survey as well.
0: Cool. So, yeah, you don't want to be um, forget how to go back or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: we've included links as well in, in the end of the survey. So if you really need to contact someone, you can just click the link and be directed to their website.
0: Excellent. Very excellent. No, look, I think that this is so needed, you know, visibility in, we'll say, the broadest as opposed to just the more literal sense of vision in that word is still a factor for multi-gender attracted people. Um, I I do feel the tide is turning somewhat compared to even five years ago and um, just to digress I'm going to say that one of my highlight if the few well really positive new moments for me of this current um, C19 situation was joining a New York based by a discussion group a couple of weeks ago and there were people from the USA and Australia and Brazil, which was just phenomenal. So there's a sense of connection and, you know, we we saw each other's faces if we had our video cameras turned on, (laughs) visibility in that sense. So every piece helps and, of course, a piece of research which can give ideas is, you know, sort of exponential in its way. It's a, you know, door that opens other doors. So that's really awesome. The critical thing that people need to know is where to find the research. Um, Is there a simple way to get to where it is on the interwebs? Um, What's the best way to do that?
1: Well, it's on my Twitter, which is at abbot underscore Beck. Uh, It's available there. I've also just created a new Instagram account called Beck Researchers um and it's all available online i've also posted it to um local Biplus community pages within australia No, we'll be looking at extending it um as far as i can get it um but just depends on whether those pages are willing to share the research but the australian by community is um, certainly keen on it, and there's lots of discussions and, around it
0: yeah so lots of ways and i'll make sure i get the exact spelling and details of all of those for you and put them into on various Facebook pages and the links to the podcast for the show. Um, So um, hyperlinking and all that stuff. And that does lead to a question. The survey is is open to people because of course, we're on the world wide web. And if anyone beyond that on Mars or Venus is listening, please find a way to get in touch with us. Um, but is the survey geographically is the survey um, open to those residents in Australia or and or more or less or how does that one go?
1: Yes, exactly. Yep. So um, I am Australian based. So we want to and put, there's not been much research um, in the bypass space on bisexuality except for. Um, Julia Taylor's excellent Absolutely. research coming out of um, La Trobe. Um, so a lot of it will be, and my future studies will be Australian-based, but um, we certainly have it open up to um, anyone that would like to participate globally as well.
0: Yay, because, um, yeah, hopefully a few of those people from that I mentioned, from, well, those people from other countries, and of course anyone can tune in, I think the more the merrier. Um, and... Now there is just that huge sense of connection that comes. I still feel it when I meet someone new who's bi plus or that um you know that sort of thing, which is really awesome and um you know so that that is fantastic and you know have, can i you met um you're someone living in well i'll say regional slash rural Australia at the moment from your own, I'll say observation um how i mean sometimes you know. We know that things can often start in the in big inverted commas here, cosmopolitan in a metro type of areas where communities can grow because there is sometimes the um, potpourri or panpourri or something like that. But how, how do you feel it is, let's say, for Biplus people outside of metro areas, particularly in a metro? Have you had any observations prior and in the early results of what's come in on that one?
1: Um, I haven't had a chance to have a look at um, where people are located, whether there's a difference between um, like the urban and rural dwellers. But I would assume um, we might see a bit of a difference there where people might struggle a bit more that are in rural areas because there's less connection, less visibility um, and people's opinions might be, uh, yeah, Prejudicial and, and yeah. discriminatory no yeah.
0: less inclusive, and that can be the yeah. case um, which is well, really
1: unfortunate, but of
0: course um, yeah, people
1: might not feel as safe in a, in a rural area as what they might in a city
0: well, this is true, and look, everyone ideally has the right to be themselves wherever they need to be and you know for people who grow up in um, regional rural remote areas of a country. Uh, um, you know, and even to some extent out of metro in, say, cities like Melbourne, Sydney in particular, that could be anywhere, you know, ultimately everyone has a right to be themselves. because if, you know, someone, say, grows up on a farm and loves farming, well, it's horrible to say, hey, move to the city and get acceptance on your bisexuality, but then a bit harder to be a farmer um, in um, sort of, um, in, um, um, say, Melbourne, Paran or um, Northcote, um or um, Glebe or somewhere in Sydney than it would be. So we want everyone to be able to be themselves and you know that um that therefore will be a bonus. Um and that's um you know it's going to be uh, something that we hope will come out of this what will work for specific parts of the you know bi plus community and all the intersectionalities therein. So that's really yeah. important that we get that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Look uh, well Beck, absolute pleasure. Couldn't think of a better topic to talk about than on Pan Visibility Day, how um, how we can make people more visible, as I say, in the broader sense of that word rather than the literal. Um, absolutely sensational that this is happening. Um, you know, please keep in touch with us as the research progresses. If you need more participants, we'll keep I'll keep doing call-outs on the show and get it around the networks and also Mm -hmm. love to hear um, from you as you know down the track when um, it's all collated and reported so to speak we'd naturally love to hear about that and um, come back to you then when we have the end result Um, so all the best to you in regional australia and i have to say i'm noticing as we talk via video conference at the moment your executive assistant has your executive assistant has joined as mine often does
1: yes (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is, Le, Le, um, is. Le, Le Char, um and the cat's name is because we've got to say it because it's um, hashtag working from home or something at the moment. Um,
1: this is Mika, Mika. She's my housemate's cat. Housemates. <laughs> she likes to visit me I'm on my desk.
0: <laughs> As they do the I have to admit the number of um, situations I just on a lighter note, I had someone on an international email list send a blank email to the list the other day, and they came back five minutes later. I do apologise. you said, my, I do apologise. My five-year-old just um, clicked um, reply, reply all. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> hashtag working from home, children and cats. Um, but um, I suppose there's worse problems to have. Um Bec, an absolute pleasure to have you and Mika on the show. Um, Mika was very good and not um, vocal like my executive assistant. Um, So um, we'll give Mika a big um, rainbow tick of approval or or by five, dare I say. Um, Really awesome. Stay in touch with the research and we'll make sure we post all the ways to get in touch with you throughout all the interweb social media type of channels. Thanks for your time on Out of the Pan today. Thanks so much, Sally. Bye. My name is Amber, my pronouns are they, them, and I organize with the Sydney BiPlus Network. I just want to say happy Pan Visibility Day to all the fantastic members of our rainbow community. You're glorious, you are loved, and I'm so excited to celebrate with you today. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. And, well, we just heard from lots of people. Uh, Let's work backwards in reverse chronological order. We just heard from Amber, uh, as you heard um, from the Sydney community, wishing you a happy Pan Visibility Day. Come back to that in a second. I couldn't resist. I had to play Flash in the Pan. Oh, it's Pan Visibility Day is a pun audibility day in the broader sense of that word. Uh, Flash in the Pan, Hay St Peter from somewhere in the 70s. And musically also, we heard earlier also from the 70s, some some, some of those young people hadn't heard of Supernaught. I like it both ways um, back in the days where things were really more binary and opened up today with James and Pete getting by. We're playing the anthems on Pan Visibility Day. And of course, thanks to Rebecca Abbott for um, her um, chat with me on the show and I'll do um, the various social media tags um, so that we can get those across a couple of times. Um, So Instagram is Beck researchers as in the verb with an ES on the end and Twitter is at Abbott, A-double-B-O-double-T underscore B-E-C. But if you forget that or you just think, oh, it's too hard to look up, you can get in touch with me by all the modern means of communication. So Amber's message really says it all, and yes, a pun in there with a bit of, or a rhyme with "fantastic." We're not, we're not, we're word and communication diverse on this show, and I think that says it all that visibility is so important, and that came across so strongly in the conversation with Beck Abbott. Um, that I still, you know, whilst it is turning, I feel it is slowly turning a corner for the Biplus plus community, where to use the analogy, we're like the big semi trailer turning off a. A highway into a small side street it takes a bit of time and it's turning it's going to there's still some of us on the old road that wasn't quite the best one um, but I have seen that change in the last few years and visibility is so critical and um, I've got to say that um, at Pride March for example when people see the Biplus grouping and go there's my tribe and it happened also I will say I still have that vision in my mind I know it seems ages ago now of, Um, a person in ace colours literally jumping up and down uh, when they saw the ace group in this year's 2020s, Melbourne Pride March. Visibility and connection are so important. So Amber's succinct message um, is right on the proverbial button for um, what we need. So really important that we hear from our communities. Um, So um, really good to have that message. Keeping up the pan theme for today, let's have music which also um, may have a connection to pans in its way. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan Visibility Day with Sally.
5: So eat it, just eat it
1: You're listening to 3CR Community Radio eight five five am on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio.
2: Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical community-owned media during our June Station Appeal.
1: We'll be taking donations online to help keep the station going for another year.
4: Like so many community organisations... We're feeling the impact of COVID-19 restrictions, and we know you are too.
2: But independent community media is more important than ever, and we hope you can show your support with a donation.
4: The 3CR station appeal starts on Monday the 1st of June. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au.
2: 3CR, here to stay.
1: Hi there, I'm Misty from BiPlus Community Perth. Pan Visibility Day is important to me because loads of our community members identify that way and invisibility just sucks. Happy Pan Visibility Day, folks.
0: 3CR, 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR on demand out of the pan with Sally First broadcasting noon to one every Sunday afternoon well, had to keep the puns up, didn't I, Uh, or related word plays and everything. Just heard, once again, I'm still in Weird Al Yankovic mode and eat it, and um, there'll be plenty more of that to come um, as long as this show is rolling along. Uh, Also just heard from the fabulous Misty Farquhar out west and a big hi to the uh, Pan Visibility Day organised by by Plus Community of Perth, Um, if um, people are... Um, sort of got their devices in some sort of sort of stereo a big howdy to you now Misty's message is really spot on there just right to the point that everyone's label is valid including none at all um, it is really important to validate that we don't often do that and so really really important to do that and just yeah again visibility connection the themes that are there are just so important now, something to do with last week's show, during the promotion thereof, there was some use of the word for, including in the acronym of Hobbit the word intersexism, which is not favoured. And I do apologise for that, We'll make sure that doesn't happen again, and that we um, stick to the word interphobia seems to be the most favoured by a long way. So... Um, I'll make sure that we stick with that. Now, what it is important to get language right. Put it this way, I've heard no one come in favour of intersexism and much more um, prep overall usage of interphobia. Uh, It did also strike me last week that, you know, in terms of the name of the day, maybe, you know, we need to have a tagline going of something like um, Ida Hobbit celebrating gender identity and expression, sexual and romantic orientation and sex characteristics or something like that but it is important to acknowledge it. Now, you've also heard messages today. Earlier we heard the message that um, the station appeal is coming. Well, it is on the way at 1st of June because, of course, normally at this time of the year we're heading into radiothon season as opposed to hobbit season or duck season or any other season. Uh, Warner Brothers hashtag or something there. And it is really important this year that um, people can support our station appeal. Um, Because of COVID-19 restrictions, we can't run our Radiothon fundraiser. Of course, many people would want to do um, gigs or trivia nights or whatever else. And we also can't have our broadcasters at the station, which is how we, um, as people have been uh, putting up with my puns for years now on this show, but of course, all the other shows, um, that we do a Radiothon show around mid-June. And we can't also staff the phones to take donations. Now, it is really important to keep 3CR on the air. We're a not for profit community radio licence holder. Donations are vital. We don't receive government funding, um, although we do apply for competitive funds from governments as long as um, um, they sort of fit our values and that sort of thing. Um, We don't receive ongoing government support. We also understand hugely, hugely, quadruple, pentuple, infantuple, hugely, that many in our community are struggling. And if you can't donate, we got that but um, also people have been spending time on films or upgrading their streaming connection or whatever Um, so if you've got a bit of spare cash can you just throw a little our way so we can get through the next few months and then do a full-on radiothon perhaps later in the year might be the rough plan and you know for the listeners of this show we've heard today I mean you know, not too many other shows out there would have um, the puns, I mean, sorry, celebrate Pan Visibility Day and give that sort of visibility and connection to a community of this sort. And of course, there's many, many other shows on this station that do it in terms of specific forms of music, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voices, um, disabilities, workers, women all these sorts of things. So we really, 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 really dot dot a million times really to see if you can find a couple of spare buckaroo poos, and um, donate. Um, you can go to our website at 3cr.org.au to do that um, right on the front page and you can click through. Um, you can donate via Facebook, and you can also go to our give, um, give now, donut page. I mean, donate page. Mm, donates, donuts, whatever. Um, please, but seriously, seriously, a million times quadruple, seriously. Um, you know, support us. Um, and there will be, there is one person at a time in the station to keep things organised, and you can therefore call us on six one three nine four one nine eight three double seven or 03 within Australia and we can process the donation. We really need your support at the moment to get us through this. It is really, really important. Also going to give a big thank you to the um, many people on the 3CR staff and Tien, Tien from Earth Matters because I found out that um, how to get the show listed on Spotify, another way you can listen in. I mention these every time and the podcast is in iTunes, but now on Spotify as well. So look for Out of the Pan in there. So thanks to the 3CR team for your teamwork. A bye-five to you, as we would say. Um, and also, um, you know, um, looking at other ways to make the show. Um, connectable, to use a word. There's a word of the day. It's a bit like Sesame Street. Your word of the day is connectable. I think it's been connectable and visible. It's a dead heat. Visible again in that um, broader sense of the term is really, really important. So um, making sure that we um, can get the show out to as many people as possible. Um, so yeah. Now the other thing, of course, always looking for guests on the show. So get in touch with me via. However you want to track me down, let's go through those meetings again. Um, out of the uh, out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com um, is probably the best one, or you can look for me on Facebook or direct message me on Twitter at Sal Gold Said So. Um, and if you want to just share your story or things, what you have going on, um, please do that. Once again, the tags for... Um, Beck Abbott's Research, Instagram at Beck Researches, that's E-S on the end, so B-E-C-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H-E-S, and Twitter at Abbott underscore Beck, that's A-double-B-O-double-T underscore B-E-C, or just get in touch with me if you can't remember um, those sorts of things and remember to do that research um, and also put lots of links up into the podcast and under the posts for the page today so you can um, hit those buttons and do it and get your viewpoints across so lots of things happening um, you know sort of um, in the community there is still lots of support going on out there and hopefully as um, the Various restrictions lift around the country and around the world that people will be able to connect in person, which we know is um, so important. I'll be catching up with Aaron Howard next week on some trans and gender related research. So it's all happening. And of course, coming up next week, uh, close to next week, we're getting there, um, over a week away. Um, June the 2nd is International Sex Worker Day. I'm also going to try and see if I can track down someone to talk about current issues, particularly in the current um, situation of C19, really important that we bring everyone along. again, I have to say overall that those on the various video conferences I've been on are really trying to do their best on that. But, you know, if there's something forgotten, then let's make sure we sort that out. Anyway, there it is for Pan Visibility Day. Thanks again to Amber and Misty for their little send-ins. Thanks again to Beck Abbott for goo-esting on the show. Take it out today. Well, it is Pan Visibility Day. You cook things in pans. That's my line of thinking. So I've got to go once again with the way we opened the show. Let's do it to close in full. Mental as anything, let's cook. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I mean Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. <laughs>